0: You're listening to the Multiverse FanCast, proud member of the Misfit Faction Media Network.
1: All right, then. On with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Multiverse FanCast. Don't forget, you could take us on the go with Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or any other listening stations. You can also check out our content on our website, themisfitfaction.com, as well as Facebook and Instagram. Today, we are going to be discussing Green Lantern, since it has its 10-year anniversary. But first, I think we shall introduce everyone else. With me, as always, the partner in crime, Paul. Paul, how you doing? I'm doing okay, Ronnie. Are you all right over there?
0: I'm doing swell. Over enunciation and everything shall i stop i don't know this is the weirdest <laughs> intro so you might as well just keep it going Shatner. don't worry i will and
1: we also have our unofficial official third host rob rob how are you i am moving and grooving how are you today i am doing as good as good could
2: be
0: well then
1: nailed it <laughs> <laughs> intro done check and that off the list next segment <laughs> no cut the check <laughs> My job here is done. Um, but before we get into our discussion about the movie Green Lantern, we do have a little, little, little bit of news that Rob is going to bring
2: to you all. All right. This week up on the news, we have, it's actually been, again, as we've been saying, a slow news week. Mostly because of the pandemic, but there were some minor things that showed up on the uh, radar. The first one is that Aquaman two officially has a title. Drum roll, please. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom.
0: Bum bum bum. So I hope we find it
2: in time for the release, at least. Yeah, at least, right?
0: Oh, I have more news. Did we discuss Shazam's new costume? I don't uh-huh. even remember. I don't think we discussed it. I no, don't. But let's talk about Aquaman. I'm excited. And that's really all. Any- Rob's, I, Rob's I, not.
2: I couldn't care less. Um, the first Aquaman was serviceable for me. And I saw it in the theaters. And I'm like. it's
0: DC. I'm
2: like, eh, this was good enough.
0: I bet, I guarantee Namor is going to be the same movie, and you're going to be like, what? What a masterpiece of cinematography! <laughs> oh my god, they really nailed a guy underwater. If
2: only they could do it right. Yeah.
0: I think they didn't they cast Namor recently. I I could have sworn don't
2: th- I I think they were casting. I don't know if they casted.
0: Well, I have this oh. very,
1: very helpful it's called a Google machine. I'm on Wikipedia because uh, that's what we James, do.
2: James Wan is back in the director's seat mm-hmm. for Aquaman two. Um, and he's a good director, too. He's, he's got a decent amount of style. There were parts of Aquaman, the first one, that I, I really thought were very neat. And some yeah. of the casting choices. And it was deliciously campy at times, which yeah. is kind of fun. Uh, it never took itself too seriously. Uh, but, and, uh, yeah, we'll see. I, I'm just glad there's no The Trench. At least that's yeah. not happening. <laughs> I don't know who thought that was a good idea.
0: Well, so it's you know we did an aquaman episode i think when when the movie first came out and i i think we did discuss on it that the, the trench sequence is is a very good sequence it it's definitely it's a big shift in the, in the tone of the movie you i mean you went from mira killing people with with red wine in italy to this basically almost like a mini horror movie and in, inside yeah, mm-hmm. this this comic book movie so i i get their mentality because it is a very cool sequence and the shot of the. Uh, them going underwater with all those things, just chasing them, is a, is a great yeah, shot. Yeah. But, There's um, some good effects in it, too. Yeah, I mean, like, they, they do a great job making, you know... Uh, unfortunately, you're also running into competition with, like, other fictional uh, cities. You know, Wakanda's been very big for Marvel. Mm-hmm. Atlantis does look very good for uh, for Aquaman, and it's very unique in, in the DCEU. But um, otherwise, like, you know, especially with the Nolan trilogy, like, this is Gotham. It It's Chicago. I mean, I think yeah. I just saw somebody with pizza, but, um, <laughs> was it deep dish, deep dish pizza only in Chicago, do You get deep dish pizza. <laughs> yeah. but, um, I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward yeah. enough to it. I, I really, yeah. the DCEU in such a weird spot right now. You know, they're talking about the Nightwing movie that they're still trying to get off the ground. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just, you know, they're, they're a mess, but they did release a teaser of Shazam's new costume right. too. Um, and a lot, they did it in retaliation to the set photos that got leaked Mm-hmm. A lot of set photos got leaked. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. He looks good in it. I, I think he, he. I like how it's not as padding. It, oh, God, the padding's so much better. Yeah. Like,
2: oh, because the padding is goofy, which is what makes it fun. Yeah.
0: yeah. But they, they definitely reduce the padding. And also, you can see in Zach Levi's face, he's very lean in it. Yeah. Mm. But also, because The Rock's been doing like all this training for, yes. for Black Adam and, you know. Additional um, training? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he, he's been doing like all the. have been following him on Instagram. He is like really. Going nuts for this yeah. for this uh, for this film.
2: So, did you find something on Namor? Because if not, I've, I found out who it is.
0: Oh yeah, go for it. Oh, okay, his it? name
2: is Tinoch. oops sorry. Oh, got Tinoch Huerta is the man who will be playing Namor. He was also in Black Panther. He's rumored to be in Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Uh, you might remember Tinoch Huerta from the movie Spectre, where he played Mexican man in lift.
0: Oh, yeah, my favorite guy. Uh,
2: <laughs> that's what it says on IMDb. Oh, my God,
0: I love that guy. I really know who
2: you're talking about now. Mm. But, uh, yeah, no, I, it's not That someone...
0: hasn't been 100%, 100% confirmed, though, I don't no, think. That's, no. that's the, the, the current rumor. That's, that is, yeah. I know they had a lot of problems with the rights for Namor, because technically Namor is a mutant. He's not. Uh, uh, so uh, they had a lot of trouble securing his rights. And now that, yeah, obviously Fox has been absorbed into Disney, it's a little bit easier, but still, they, they're still going to take their yeah. time. I'm I'm indifferent about a Namor. Namor in the comics is kind of a excuse my language, he's kind of a dick. Like, he really is. We
2: just earned a PG thirteen.
0: I know. Yeah, right? Good job. Well, all the kids that listen to us are now adults. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine.
2: I know very little about Namor.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm not a big Namor fan. I know he is a mutant. So he's a, a mutant, but he's also not hundred percent human. So he's okay. he's a very unique character in that regards. Um he was like the first non human mutant. So with, okay. with the Eternals coming out soon, I think that it's a good time to to start introducing. I really hope it's, it's because of the Eternals that mutants actually become part of the mainstakes. Mm. I want to say that uh, the Eternals might be involved with how mutants were created in the comics. It's one of those things where it's always different. Like They constantly change the mythology because um, they they're they constantly growing and changing themselves. So
2: You can keep track of these timelines.
0: Oh, God, so many. <laughs>
2: And then in other news, we had the release of the much anticipated and always looked forward to Loki. Loki's first episode dropped this past Wednesday. Um, I don't think Disney and a lot of the streaming services usually don't uh, drop uh, in terms of numbers or anything like that. Uh, So we don't really know how many people are, are watching it. Uh, but I can imagine there's a, a great amount as Loki is one of the uh, more preferred and more celebrated characters of uh, the MCU. Not by everyone at this table here, uh, but uh, he, I know definitely by me. And it, it you know, two out of the three of us watched it, so I won't get into spoilers. But I will, I will say that I, I enjoyed it. I know you were tepid.
0: I, I, it's, it's hard to. It's the first episode, and that—that's kind of the problem. Like, we just binge-watched all of Lucifer, so I was able to say I enjoyed the, seg- yes. the, the the season of Lucifer. You know, Disney Plus is obviously they're still building their fan base, which is kind of weird at this point. You know, they're not like an HBO Max or anything like that. Like, all these streaming services have built their audiences, but now it's really just to keep their audiences. Right. But um, the first episode of Loki was okay. It um. I I want to see where the show goes, obviously, but like we were talking about it off air, I was like, Valkyrie and the Winter Soldier" was the only show that caught me right away, and I and I really got into it. Just it's more my kind of Marvel entertainment, you know. Loki. I also I get very worried when they do the the fan favorite side characters, and I think we discussed in uh, our one of our previous episodes that like Loki had his story. He had Mm -hmm. a very fulfilling and and good story. Um, I was proven wrong about.
2: him that, dying, th- yeah, yeah, kind of, k- well, kind of, kind of. In what way? I was going to bring it up, but I don't,
0: w- I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen oh, it okay. yet.
2: Okay, you're talking about the plotline. I was yeah. talking about. I was going to bring up the fact that they are now talking about a second season of Loki, which is, which means he's not going to die, or not if he does die, he. Well, is that's the thing about time travel, back-able.
0: and, and uh, But see, I uh, all right, I don't, I don't want to get too much into it, but I don't like how, especially in Marvel, like say what you will about DC. But especially in Marvel, death has now kind of become more of a minor inconvenience. Yes, I agreed.
2: So, and I would say that's a a very common trait in a lot of comics that death has never permanent. Yeah,
0: I do like though in in the DCU, like the the major ramifications that came with bringing Superman back to life. Mm -hmm. They actually, I think, they did it a little bit better in the Justice version. You know, uh, Joss Whedon's version yeah. because, like, they they really struggle with like this isn't something that's supposed to happen. Like, you're not supposed to. But then, obviously, in the in the Snyder cut, they still they still address it, but not not right. with the same intent because.
2: DC tends to, um, when they want to bring back a character, they'll do like a massive reboot of the entire universe, like for Crisis on Infinite Crisis Earth, on Infinite Earths. Uh, Zero Hour. Mm-hmm. Um, where Blackest they, Night. Yep, where they will take out like everybody all at once and just create like a new Earth or a new it's
0: timeline. It's funny because or, DC's big universe events mm-hmm. always end with some like a change to their continuity. Marvel's never really did like Secret Wars or anything like that Um, they always were just big they were just annual events like big things but their ramifications I mean really the only thing I could think of is the black suit (laughs) Spider-Man I
2: will say this about Loki Um, it introduces and they promise the showrunners promise this uh, a lot of big ramifications for the future of the Marvel Universe especially when and and I want to spoil anything because Ronnie hasn't seen it uh, but when they talk about uh, the timekeepers and mm-hmm. multiple timelines and, and multiverses, how, how and, they fought yeah. with each other and they, there's a, a sacred timeline and, and that's kind of neat. And I yeah. think that's going to, I'm just glad they, they do
0: address the Avengers question yes. in that. So again, without spoiling anything, because some of our hosts just aren't prepared. You know? <sighs> Cause
2: some of our hosts wait well, for their girlfriends. That's weird. Cause I didn't realize show. this
1: was a Loki episode. That's fair. Okay. <laughs> fair. Right. Solid point. And that wraps up the news. Thank you. <laughs> and the happiness. <laughs> And no more happiness. No, speak well with with the movie we're talking about. There's some happiness in this. Uh, you have to have happiness because you can't have fear unless you want to die. Oh my God! Shut up. I'm well, just fight fear with fear because you know that makes sense. Yes. <laughs> oh God! This is gonna be a weird episode. <laughs> oh yeah.
2: I mean, you already knew me going into this since it's DC. I'm gonna, I'm like ugh, but uh, I'm surprised that you two are gonna be as much on my bandwagon as I thought.
0: Maybe after initial thoughts, we'll see what happens. All right. All right.
1: Um, but, yeah, so let's get to our discussion. Uh, like I said earlier, this week is going to be Green Lantern. It has its 10-year anniversary coming up on the 17th. So by the time this comes out, it'll be a couple days after the you guys all hear this and everything. Um, so we're going to give our thoughts on the movie. Initial thoughts on the movie,
0: Rob. Yeah, start start at the most negative and work our way around. <laughs> yeah, that was the plan. <laughs> okay. <sighs>
2: All right, now I did something different this week because I have seen this movie before, and uh, I, I I thought it was just terrible. And what I did was this week I watched the um what it, what's the official title extended of it cut? the extended cut, which adds nine and a half minutes to it. And it's funny because I, I didn't really know what was going what what do what, what? there was
0: a joke there I really didn't want to make. It <laughs> oh, thank you <laughs> yeah. for
2: uh, I appreciate keeping the not going to the R ratings Yeah, right. <laughs>
1: NC 17 um, maybe
2: <laughs> so I I watched the extended cut and I didn't know what was added to it and after I watched it I'm like you know that wasn't as bad as I as I remember it and then I realized why it's because the scenes that they added into it uh, created a great and I, I made my two co-hosts two co-hosts I don't know is that even a thing
0: <laughs> your friends my two my Co-host? two friends
2: here uh, watched <laughs> the deleted parts from the extended cut. Um, and I, I'm interested to hear their feedback too. And they weren't familiar with it at all. But I'm like, you have to watch this because it actually adds significant depth. It doesn't add anything in terms of really plot, but they restructured it where they put the um, they they had like about a five minute open. Now I don't remember from the theatrical cut what it looks like with that opening. What in in the extended cut, there's about five minutes of Hal Jordan as a kid, and he is um. He, he's with his father, he's, they show his parents, he goes and see his father fly, and then the father crashes. And he, they also see him with little, uh, uh, what's her name, Carol and um, Hector. Yeah. And I thought it added a tremendous amount of depth to the film because it starts with that, but now what does that look like in the theatrical cut?
0: I think it just starts with Ryan Reynolds waking up next to a man hot, hot hot and um, yeah, being Yeah, random late, hot random, Insert hot female here. <laughs> but... Um, there's water in the tap.
2: <laughs> so, and is that shown or any of those moments shown at all later the, on? They're in the flashback in sequences. Flashbacks. Yeah.
0: They do show a lot. The majority of the, of the opening scene. Yes. But
2: they show it as like bad flashback sequences. Yeah. yeah. yeah
0: okay. So I,
2: I will say that the movie, seeing the extended cut, it wasn't as awful as I remember it, but it still was not good. Um, mm-hmm. I got a chance also this week. I, I read the comics, which I have to say, I was very unfamiliar with Green Lantern and with the whole mythology of the Lanterns and everything, so I really like del- dove into it this week to see what it was about. And having read all of that, I'm actually more disappointed mm-hmm. now in the movie.
0: Yeah. Uh, Paul, initial thoughts? Yeah. Um i I'm really split with this film this this film's another example of great casting
1: mm-hmm.
0: um the The problem with this film is they they really they overstuffed it it is yes you you've got one of my major complaints. you've got parallax you've got hal jordan becoming you can, the problem is with these movies also especially is all these movies need a villain like that that's the the mentality that we need the, we need a villain right. we need we need that not necessarily i would i wouldn't mind seeing an entire movie of hal jordan just just learning to be the green lantern Mm
2: -hmm. not whining about being the green lantern
0: and that's another thing you know like you know you talk about you know hal jordan so in all honesty my my first initial my first um exposure to green lantern was in uh the dc animated universe first uh kyle rayner appears Mm -hmm. in uh superman the animated series and um and then you had Jon Stewart, who I, I know a lot of kids grew up with Jon Stewart was their Green Lantern. It's very disappointing that he that they actually cut him out of the Snyder Cut.
1: Yeah.
0: But um Jon Stewart was always the, the Green Lantern that I always went with. And you know, I know Hal Jordan and Ryan Reynolds is spot on for Hal Jordan. Like yes. you know, he he's cocky, he's arrogant, he's this, he's that, but he's also like a good person at the end of the day and like the the man's man, the kind of man everybody wants every man wants to be mm-hmm. like. So casting wise, this movie really does a great job. You know, Mark Strong is great. Sinestro looks fantastic. Yes. Like the 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 yeah. the effect works on his face are really top notch, especially for the time. You know, almost ten years ago. Mm-hmm. But um, the movie just it falls flat with you know certain. There are certain scenes in superhero movies, and this isn't just a DC thing. This is also a Marvel thing or any superhero movie, where the superhero makes an entrance after everybody has not only seen but also interacted with the person like that guy in their civilian attire this movie's really bad with it like (laughs) they literally point out Hal Jordan how awesome Hal Jordan is and then Green Lantern appears and saves him and everybody's like Who's that guy?
2: <laughs> I do like um, Blake Lively. Yeah. That
0: is one of the better scenes in the yeah. entire movie, where she's which, like, "I've seen you naked. you think yeah. I don't recognize you because I can't see your cheek. I, I just read she
2: ad libbed that line. It's, it's a great
0: line. Like that. That yeah. was uh, a great moment. This there there's the makings of a very good moment. A movie in this, but it's just it's a mess. Yeah. But uh, we'll get more into that when we get in, because I do mm-hmm. want to do a segment where we talk about things we like. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Ronnie. What about you? Initial thoughts?
1: Um, initially, I was super excited. As as you we all, all were, as you all know, I, I'm a big Green Lantern fan. Um, Hal Jordan, Stewart, all of them, right? So I was super excited for this. I and then, I I think my my problem is my expectations were like this is gonna be amazing, and it turned out okay, you know. Um. Not not too many issues with how the movie looked, with the exception of, you know, the big one that I'm sure is gonna be brought up later. Um, but <laughs> then you also have the look of Parallax, which was interesting to say the least. Um but yeah, I don't know. It, it it's like like you were saying, Paul, it's one of those movies that it's it has so much good and potential and potential in it but it just doesn't work and I don't know why it doesn't work with, with, with the cast director all this kind of stuff I, I'm surprised it did not work out in favor
0: I, I have some minor fixes that I think would make this movie much better that I would love to discuss when we get into main topics
1: all right. I'll allow it alright uh, but before we go right into it in a little bit more detail we are going to take a quick little commercial break so we'll be back in
0: a flash Now we said that at the well, end of the, the episode end. it's at the end oh, who let him who oh, let him right, we'll, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll be, say, be right back a, a, you always say it you're listening to the Multiverse Fancast proud member of the Misfit Faction Media Network my name is Oliver Queen my name is Barry Allen and I am the fastest man alive my name is Carl Zorale I'm from Krypton uh, everyone this is my cousin Sh- but I guess you already know. Okay, I think I have this. Uh, Oliver? Green Arrow. Dig? Spartan. Thea? Speedy. Okay. And Sarah? Boy Canary. Jax? And Professor Stein? Firestorm. Fire uh, Ray? Oliver. Uh, the Adam. And Nick? Mm-hmm. Oh, Heatwave. Always uh, oh, a pleasure to see you, Lucy. I don't believe we've met, Lucifer Morningstar. Consider us even, John Constantine. <laughs> Constantine. Is it? I don't care. Be ready.
1: All right then. On with the show. Welcome back. We're gonna get started up here, uh, with a review on Green Lantern. We're gonna go we're gonna run through the cast real quick, give our thoughts on the cast and everything, what we thought who was a good casting, maybe who wasn't, and everything, and about their characters in the movie.
0: Cast, um, cast, cast. I don't know, I just thought we were saying cast a lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> the look Ronnie. We'll edit doing.
2: that out in post.
0: Why I do the editing. It's gonna be even better just going to add more casts. I guess I'm doing the cast. <laughs> all right. How many times are you going to say cast? I don't know. How many times should I say who I, are... And,
2: and for the record, no one is hangry because we just came back from having burgers. So there is no... Uh...
0: There's a lot of tension given the topic that we're discussing. Because <laughs> this is one of the few times where we're all sitting here going, it's a bad DC movie. Uh, oh, wow. Instead of just the lone voice in the wilderness. <laughs> if it was Marvel, they they would be making more quips. So, we had the star of the show, if it, if it was Ryan Eden. Reynolds
1: as Hal Jordan. Okay. Um, which, depending on... If you look at who the contenders were, yes, this was the best exactly choice. Yes, that's exactly what I want to get yes, into. The, this was definitely um, the best choice they made. Do you want to talk about the contenders? Because that's one of the things I was just was g- giggling about. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, you had Chris Pine. Yes. Sam Worthington. Uh-huh. Bradley Cooper. Uh-huh. Jared Leto. Uh-huh. Why? I don't know. Here it comes. Justin Timberlake. Yep.
2: Ju- Why? Just, I'll, argue, I'll I, argue it. I I'll just read it. this, that Bradley Cooper, Justin Timberlake, and Jared Leto all screen tested. Like, they actually... There's recorded footage if out you there have, of them.
0: If you've seen Alpha Dog, I don't know. Have you guys seen no, Alpha Dog? Yes. I, I know Justin it, Justin Timberlake is fantastic in it. Oh, he's, he's a great actor. Yeah, he, I, he's I, got chops. Yeah, I but saw him for in,
2: this.
0: I saw him in... The title escapes. All right, me. well, he, here's a fun... Piece of trivia: Brian Austin Green, yes. who was this was during the time of Sarah Connor, uh, the Sarah Connor Chronicles, and he was on it. I listened to a podcast that he actually not only interviewed with, but also became friends with the uh, the owners. It was one of my first podcasts that I ever listened to. The mm-hmm. guys who did it, and like he talked about wanting this role so bad. But he and- did an audition. He, he did not audition hmm. um, it, it, I would have, I would have really enjoyed him or I really wanted Chris even though I loved Chris Prine as uh, Steve Trevor yeah he would have been a fantastic Hal Jordan.
2: Real quick just in case anyone forgot about Justin Timberlake. He was also in the movies and did a very great job in inside Llewellyn Davis hmm. and let's not forget the social network.
0: He is, he is yeah. surprisingly good on the yeah. social network.
2: Um, he, he is a great actor. I still can't find the name of the movie. The, it was with The Rock in, and everybody in it.
0: Oh, <sighs> I don't know.
1: Yeah, that doesn't Oh, it's me. the same
2: guy who did Donnie Darko. The, 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 they're all shouting at me now. I, I have no idea. I don't, know, I don't
0: know.
1: Yeah, studio <laughs> audience.
2: What studio audience? Keep going. Right, right. uh,
0: going down the list, we have Blake Lively as Carol Ferris.
2: Oh, real quick, back to... Um, Bradley Cooper. Wait, told us to keep going. Wait, were you,
1: talk, were you talking about The Love Guru? No, I was not talking <laughs> about The Love Guru.
0: God, I hate that movie. But it, that's like a movie that I... Uh, I it's so I've bad. I've never seen it. Oh, God. Anyway, go Trolls. back. Oh, stop it.
2: You're just shouting stuff out at me now.
0: These are all legitimate roles he's doing, right? <laughs> Friends with benefits?
2: Uh, no, here it is. It is Richard Kelly's film uh, entitled... Um, oh. It's also got John the Open Lawson. Road? No, stop. <laughs> um, Southland Tales. That's it. Southland Tales, uh, which is a disaster and mess Shrek. of a movie, but it's a brilliant disaster. No, I wanted to talk about Bradley uh, Cooper, uh, which oddly enough is funny because we were just watching upstairs The Hangover, um, parts one and two, only because it was on TV, not because any of us chose yeah. it. Um, Bradley Cooper, I found out, was Martin Campbell, the director, badly, badly campaigned for him to... Mm-hmm. In this role, and then the studio went behind his back and hired Ryan Reynolds, and so as a result, there was always tension on the set between Martin Campbell and Ryan Reynolds. Mm. But I think Bradley Cooper would have been fun.
0: I oh yeah, I could I could yeah. definitely see him. Yeah, that would I, I would have enjoyed it.
2: Ryan Reynolds is I don't get me wrong, I think he's great, and and he's even great in this role, but he, there is some sort of like a snarky smarm about Ryan Reynolds that, uh, you know. There's no genuine, like, it's so hard to put my finger on it. Um, There's, you can't, he doesn't have this, like, good-naturedness to him. Like, there's something about him that you really like. Everyone loves Ryan Reynolds. Nobody doesn't like Ryan Reynolds. I mean, everything he touches, he improves.
0: I want to see Free Guys so bad. That new movie. <laughs> yeah, the new trailer <laughs> yeah, just yeah. came out this week. Yeah.
2: Um, everything Ryan Reynolds touches, he vastly improves. I subjected myself to RIPD this week. I'd never seen it before. It is based on a comic. It's based on an eight-series comic. It's a comic that only has eight <laughs> issues to it, and it's a terrible comic, and And it's a Men in Black Ghostbusters ripoff. Yeah. Why they decided to go with... Well, first of all, I will say the person who wrote the comic was also heavily involved in making the movie, so I think that was part of it. But he... He does make R.I.P.D. better, even though it's terrible. Yes. And Ryan Reynolds does that here, too. But Bradley Cooper would have, I think, put a bit more sincerity and humanity into the role.
0: I could see it, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. even like you look at Rocket Raccoon, he's able oh to bring a lot of humanity yeah. to Rocket. But um, I I, still, I would be very curious, because is Bradley Cooper, uh, he's doing all the Marvel stuff. I don't think he could ever, I don't think he can do a DC property right now, probably. They've had enough issues with James Gunn and all that, yeah. like... Yeah. Be silly for that. I would
2: be surprised if Bradley Cooper showed up in the suicide squad though.
0: That'd be fun. Yeah. I would I would really Considering enjoy that. James yeah. Gunn. Considering James Gunn. Uh we wanna keep going down the cast list? That'd
1: be nice. Yeah, go ahead.
0: Alright, next up we have Blake Lively as <sighs> Carol Ferris. Any is that, a,
1: is that a sign over there? Yes it is. Mm. But a good one, like ah uh...
2: Yeah, I could tell. I, Miss, yeah. Mrs. Ryan Reynolds?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, good that. For, that good that's for that's like, the, that's like they are a power, couple uh, goals. That's a power couple right yeah. there. Have you ever seen that? They're see really one. funny on... Uh... On
2: social media in general? Yeah. yeah. I know next to nothing about her other than she's Mrs. Ryan Reynolds and that she's in this movie. Oh, and apparently that she was in Gossip Girl, and that's all I know.
0: I know. I, I think the <laughs> first enough. time I saw her was Accepted, and I loved her and Accepted. Yep. She's uh, gorgeous. Yeah. Just so gorgeous. Yeah. let
1: see. What do I know her? She from? was in The Town with Ben Affleck? I uh, yeah. guess. Um, she's
2: not someone who's ever stood out to me like it's never been like oh look blake lively i love her i
0: I don't like her in this movie because i don't think her character's written particularly well Mm -hmm. she goes from like you did a reckless thing hal you're the worst person i don't like you you can't fire him he's still the best thing we've ever got and then they're slow dancing in the bar and then she's not much better in the comic either carol ferris well because Carol Ferris does become uh, Star Sapphire. Yes. Um, so for those of you guys who don't know, the power rings in DC, there are a lot of different power rings. So the power rings are basically just a conduit for different forces in the universe, kind of like the Infinity Stones. They, they each represent a different part of the universe. You have red, which is for... Uh, I believe rage, ang- rage. yeah mm-hmm. you have orange which is for i had this too. i have all of them it just doesn't say what they are It's for
2: tangerine dream <laughs> <Just>
0: tangerine. Uh, <laughs> is it greed? oh greed orange is greed okay. uh yellow is fear C-O-P. which we uh blue is hope uh indigo is where is it
2: now the con- while well, you're discovering that the concept behind it is that and they don't do a very good job of explaining this in the film. Is that these emotions manifest themselves into different colors, which can be harvested for power?
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, compassion, and compassion. then uh, violet is pa- love. Uh, is love, and then black is death. White is life. It's it's all of them. Mm. The white rings are the most powerful of them, but um. Yeah. So basically, each one of these rings has a different ability that they they give to the user. Some do different things. Like uh, blue are more powerful when combined with a green ring because it's will and hope. Like you, you, will is what generates. You know. So it's like, yeah. They some of them work in tandem with each other. Um. Some of them are. But the the basic gist is they create a protective aura around you. You could fly. Um. I know the Green Lantern Ring has a, is like a built-in computer. It can translate. It can do all these things. They really don't adapt a lot of this in this movie. No, no. They,
2: they in fact, make that huge mistake of giving you expositional dump right at the beginning there in terms of narration of like, this is Oa, this is the planet of this, and the yeah. fears of this. F- just
0: for them to repeat uh, it yeah. when Tomar Ray does uh, his thing with him. Yeah. Uh, one thing I do like about the Power Rings is... When instead of having it constantly just growing from his hands, whatever his construct is, mm-hmm. he can actually fire it and it will take shape. I always I think that's a much better aesthetic choice okay. yes. for me anyway, because I, I it's always weird. Like if I'm gonna like make rocket launchers, but they're attached to my hands, I feel like it's kind of. <laughs> I feel like there's there's a lot more you can do when you're able yeah. to just like fire something, have it take shape, and then do something else. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I
1: yeah. I think it depends on what what you're using it as. You know, like if it's like a hammer or something like that, you want that connected, not just yeah, that's in the right. fire, yeah. you like know, a, but a
2: big fist like yeah. he foresees first sees
0: it. Um Oh god, it's so bad. What was he trying to do in the beginning of the movie? When? When he makes that fist, like he grabs like uh, well, a bunch grabs, of nails. Yeah,
2: and he's like like going to throw them and this fist comes out.
0: Yeah. Again, I don't get it. It would have made more sense if, while he was getting his his face pounded in,
1: he just went to punch him. Instead, he fists fists the bad guy. In his head, he's going making a fist to grab the nail, so the fist comes out. That's why. Still silly. Still dumb. Oh, well, yes. (laughs) I agree
0: with that.
2: And this goes back to that original idea that you were talking about in the beginning, that they're just trying to stuff way too much into here.
0: Speaking of which. Go for it. Up next on the cast list is Peter Skarsgård as Hector Hammond's. Peter Skarsgard.
2: One of my favorite Sarsgard. One of my favorite pirates.
0: I uh, <laughs> I like Peter Skarsgard. I really do. Sarsgard. 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 I always say Skarsgard because okay. you know. Because it's no, not all of them. They they really shouldn't have doubled down on two villains yeah. and building up Sinestro. Um the Sinestro stuff is way more interesting in this movie mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. he's the the good guy who's just trying to do good. They would have done so. This is one of the things that they should have changed about this movie. I have no problem with Hector Hammond being the quote-unquote. Pri- he could be the outlet for the villain. You don't need Parallax to come to Earth then. If if Hector Hammond was really just the threat, like the the avatar of Parallax on Earth, right? Right. Mm-hmm. You could have had him defeat Hector Hammond and do your 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 big villain brawl, and then end with the movie. Instead of just the the tease of Sinestro putting on the yellow ring, have him meeting with Parallax and find out that Sinestro was a bad guy all along. That would have been a much better ending. I would have thoroughly enjoyed if if like Hector Hammond and him do the, their their fight scene, and then the movie ends with Hector Hammond defeated. But then it cuts and you see Parallax like you know licking his wounds because his avatar on Earth was defeated. And then Sinestro drops, and he's like, "I told you it wouldn't yeah. work." That Green yeah. Lantern we underestimated. And then he gives him a yellow ring, like, "Hey, now it's your chance to go take revenge." Yeah, I feel like that would have been a much better, and it would have taken out a lot of the the, the, the fluff. nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, see,
2: in the comics now, see, here's the thing that is confusing me so much is because the comics were written by Jeff Johns. It's from it's the name of the comic is called Green Lantern: Secret Origin. Um, and I think it's 20 issues 29 to 35, I think, in the Green Lantern series, the most recent one. Um, and Jeff Johns is heavily involved in the film making process, too. But instead of going with what's from the comics, they went with Parallax. In the comics, it's a character called, I'm probably going to say this wrong, Atrocitus, a fictional supervillain. Um, he, uh, gosh. Here, Encounter with the Welling... He is... Here he is. Uh, he and four survivors form a terrorist cabal known as the Five Aversions, bent on destruction of the Guardians. Um, he was... like Here he is. He's rampaged through Space Sector 666. Like He's, he's actually a formidable bad guy, but yet they got, went with Parallax, which actually doesn't make sense because in the comics, I believe... Kyle Jordan becomes
0: Parallax. Kyle Jordan does at one point. Mm -hmm. I think Kyle Rayner does at one point. Uh, The Flash becomes at one point. Parallax is more of a like a like almost like a a a demon, Mm -hmm. like a space demon. Uh, He looks very different in in the comics. He's he's yellow. He's a con. He's more of like a construct come to life. Yeah, which they could have they could have done in this movie. Unfortunately, this movie was also made at the time where comic book movies were holding back. You had – because they, they didn't want things to look too goofy, which I get to a point. You could have done Parallax, though, and not had him look goofy. Instead of, like, bright yellow, they could have darkened his tone. Yeah. Um, but then you that's why the X-Men were still wearing leather suits at this point because they didn't want to go full – Right, like, yellow yeah, you know, spandex. Yeah, which was unfortunate. And then, kind of like a Dementor
2: with a yellow orb.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like
2: if Mega Mine went dark,
0: yeah, <laughs> I said that as soon as we watched. It, I was like, um, no, oh, Mega
2: Like I'm reading this, Atrocitus wields a Red Lantern power ring. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that have made more sense as to why then they created the yellow ring to fight rage with fear?
0: I would have. I, I really wish yeah. that they had saved that for a sequel. Yeah, it, you know, done the done the Sinestro corpse and all that, and done like some sort of ring war. But this was also before the Black Night event, where the rings were like way more prevalent. I it's just it's a real shame but you can we can we, can we do in the list Is that yeah, the cast because we're getting all, all over the place it's
1: fine we can go off we always go, we off, always go off anyway tangent. I mean come on now but uh, speaking of Sinestro yes and his, you had, cor- and his corpse yeah right you had uh Mark Strong's
0: <laughs> uh, well, corpse I always say corpse <laughs> I know
1: so Mark Strong
0: as Thal Sinestro yes he he is one of the standouts of this movie. Yeah, he
1: is. Yeah, agreed. Like he doesn't feel great,
0: like he always is. It's it's unfortunate that it took so long for him to get. Like he does a really good job in Shazam. I I think anyway. Yes, I no I agree. Um, kick ass. Oh, he's great in Kick Ass. I always forget he's in it. Yeah, but he uh, in Kick Ass.
1: Uh, Frank D'Amico. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. He always he traditionally plays the the heavy.
0: Yeah yeah, but also Kingsman. But yeah. also Kingsman. And also Kingsman but he does a great job and the effects of his face look fantastic. He's yes. the only one that actually looks solid good. That's
2: that's a lot of uh makeup I, I was watching. Mm-hmm. Um
0: going down the list, we also have uh, Angela Bassett as Amanda Waller.
2: How many Amanda Wallers are there?
0: Smallville had one, Arrow had one. They had this Amanda Waller is one of those characters though that they, they constantly have to put. Yeah, at least at least four. And then uh the DCAU yeah. had theirs. Um and she was awesome in the the DC univ- mm-hmm. the animated universe. But Again, two... She could have been a bad guy, too. She could have been a bad guy, yeah, but, like, yeah. in all honesty, Amanda Waller's not necessarily a bad guy. She is just a... Uh, bureaucrat. Just, she's not <laughs> even a bureaucrat. She is a, a soulless patriot. Yeah. She she wants... To, she thinks what she's doing is always for the best of her country at this right. fight. And I do like the the shot where they do the... When Hector Hammond has his, like, fear powers, and, like, it reenacts the drive-by shooting of her of her family like that was that was some intense stuff oh yeah 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 I, like I always forget about it and when we talk about the good I want to talk about some of that stuff but um she's in it she uh, a lot of this movie sequel bait unfortunately yeah um and really the only sequel they get is that this is part of the Arrowverse now <laughs> yeah Earth 12 yep Earth 12 is the Green Lantern Earth
2: so other other actors on the list or- uh, Tim, Tim Robbins Tim
0: Robbins yes as Mr. Hammond Hector's dad who's just the worst
1: <laughs> the you, just, yeah, you just gotta mention Tim Robbins just cause it's Tim Robbins
2: mm. I don't think he's even in the comic from what I remember no I'm looking for him
0: uh, we have a Tamora Morrison as Avin Sir mm-hmm. at least he did he also does prosthetics too yeah but god that opening shot of him in the narration like the like the <laughs> oh god it's painful to look uh, at oh yeah uh, let's see we have Michael oh I skipped one Jeffrey Rush Jeffrey Rush is Tomar Ray I, he's just got such a nice voice.
1: Yeah. Very
0: good. Yeah. Uh, we have Michael Clark Duncan as Kilowog.
2: Oh, Michael Clark Duncan.
0: And I, I lo- when he dropped the pooser line, I loved it. I was like, <laughs> Oh, he said it. That's what he says in the comics. Um, I don't. I don't know about this guy. Ta- Taika Wat- Wat- Watati. was oh, w- Watuti. Who's a hottie? Who's a hottie? Green. <laughs> I'll,
2: I'll be the straight man. Taika Waititi, <laughs> in one of his earlier roles. Um, I can only assume is this before he was starting to hit
1: it big with a lot of his uh, director stuff. Yeah. Uh, here I'm. Looking. I mean, ten years ago, yeah, because I at least in in my head he was like a no name before then. See, I I, I know him from uh, you know Hunt for the Wilder, oh
2: Hunt for the Wilder people. Here we go, from 2016. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. At this point, wow. At this
1: point, he didn't do anything.
2: He did uh, boy. Flight of the he did some writing. He, yeah, Flight of the Concords, Eagle vs Shark, uh, a lot of stuff that I love. Um, yeah, what we do in the shadows r- was really his big breakout, and that wasn't until two or three years after yeah. this. So. so there was nothing.
1: Yeah, he didn't do yeah, anything. Wow.
0: And then Clancy Brown as uh, Parallax,
1: <laughs> the voice. Yes, I figured. Yes. Wait, it wasn't actually. No, it was not physically flying him. around. No, it was not
0: physically I love, him. I love no. Clancy Brown. He's so good. What,
2: yeah. I, which I forget—is he uh... Lex Luthor? No, 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 no. I was thinking SpongeBob.
0: Oh, um,
2: Squidward. Does he, does he? No, he's not. Does he play Mr. Krabs? Uh,
1: Mr. Krabs. I think so. Clancy Brown. Yeah. Uh, There's this great thing uh, called the interweb. <laughs> the interweb. The interweb knows all it. and I does just all.
2: Throw things out there, and everyone's like, ah.
0: He was in Dare, Daredevil Daredevil and Punisher, huh? Oh yeah,
2: Clancy Brown is fantastic. Yeah, he's
0: in he's in a lot of things. He, I don't see him in SpongeBob though.
2: Yeah, he does uh he's he's one of the voices in Spongebob. Yeah, Are he's still? Mr. Krabs. Is he Mr. Yeah.
1: Krabs? Wow.
0: Or SpongeBob. Oh god, stop. Please stop.
1: Interesting. <laughs> oh my god, that was so loud. <laughs> oh, he was in Daredevil and the Punisher.
2: Yeah, he's he's always a lot of fun. I hate
0: you so much. I just said that. <laughs> you're not even, you're not even hey, listening to Hey, did
1: you guys me. know he was in Daredevil? No, really? Okay. I didn't know that. 29. Who did he play yes, in he that? Yuck Chris. it
2: up? He does a lot of uh, voiceover stuff. Um,
0: yeah, very good for him.
1: <laughs> yeah, but anyway. All right, so... So that wraps up our casting list. Right. So we're going to move on from the cast.
0: To what? What are we moving on to?
1: Well, I think charge. we're going to move on to... I know Paul wants to talk about some things he feels would have worked better in this movie. I
0: already said it during the cast. So. <laughs> oh,
1: come on. That's all you have no, for us? I, I you want to will... do a
0: whole segment on it? I think a couple... Mom and so, dad are fighting. <laughs> I know, right? Um, so, like I said, I think making Hector Hammond would, the, the primary villain as like an avatar of Parallax I think would have been a much better choice. Like, Kind of like you have to infect a planet with fear before you can, you know, consume it. Mm -hmm. I think, like, something like that would have been a really cool concept for them to play around with instead. Um, Redoing Parallax's, um, uh, excuse me, his his look, the effect, really would have made wonders, too. I I think having him as some sort of yellow fear demon that maybe even got, like, bigger as people got afraid would have been a very good visual cue for how powerful he was getting. Instead of a tentacled giant... Instead of a squid cloud.
1: He, <laughs> looked, he looked like
0: Galactus's fart. And 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 yeah, and
2: that's <laughs> part of the problem that this movie has, is that now that they've done this, like it, it almost was a Galactus stand-in kind
0: of And that's know. the problem. They yeah. people didn't learn from like the reason they did Galactus as a space cloud was 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 twofold. One, they were queuing up their their sequel mm-hmm. with the with the Silver Surfer. You see it in the post-credit right. scene of Fantastic Four. And also, two, they were afraid that it would just look goofy to have a giant dude flying through space, devouring worlds. Which, I, which I get. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's it, some of these things are very hard to translate. Look at, look at Falcon. Falcon's costume is nowhere near comic accurate right. because it would have looked ridiculous. Yeah. You know, a lot of times when they do the full comic accurate costume, it's almost as an in joke to. It's like a wink, especially like Luke Cage and yeah. uh, Jessica Jones when they like. reference their original costumes so since
2: we're on the topic should we talk about costumes yes about how great they were don't make this the super suit green
0: or animated Animated. (laughs) so here's the thing i understand what they were thinking it's a it's a con it's a construct of the of the ring the ring made the suit so that's why it should look like energy okay i'm with you i'm really Mm -hmm. with you guys maybe it just turns their skin green okay you, you you started to lose me and also all the energy surges from the green lantern emblem not the ring oh, oh wait what well that's how originally it was it was a lantern not a ring no what i'm saying is the emblem <laughs> no, if know. you watch anytime ryan reynolds does something with the ring and he's in the suit the energy surges from the symbol on his chest to yeah to the yeah.
1: ring very strange. Well, that's because that the energy isn't in the ring at the time. That's why he's got the suit. This the ring no, is it's powering. No, it's still in the. Well, it's what I'm still saying in his is ring. But what I'm saying is the energy is in his suit. But it doesn't even look like any of that. It
2: looks like he's wearing a, an exterior muscle skeleton.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's again. I understand what they were thinking, but it's sinewy. It just it looks. Very weird, and again, yeah. like they they want to make each suit customizable for the the species that it. But still, and and yeah. it
2: looks and, and in the comics he wears white gloves, mm-hmm. he's got the black arms, mm-hmm. and and he has an actual mask instead of pseudo jellyfish skin. Yeah. Yes.
0: So in all honesty, the 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 most defined mask in, in the Green Lanterns for the humans anyway was Kyle Rayner. Kyle Rayner had a very large black mask that mm-hmm. that would cover and also did the white eyes. Very famous in comic books. You know, Batman's very well known for having the white eyes in the comics. They could have done so much better and yeah. still made it look like... Like, Sinestro doesn't look as weird. No, he no.
2: does
0: not. Uh, Kilowog looks great. Mm-hmm. And Tomar Ray looks a little... His suit's very muted because it's scaly. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think it's because of the fact that Hal Jordan is a
1: human. You know what I mean? I, I think... I think it's because he's a human that's why it looks weird on him and not on your you know CGI characters. I think it's because now they went from being able to CGI like the character to just the suit when it comes to Hal Jordan. I think
0: there's also a little uncanny valley with it because yep. yeah, our I... minds telling us no that's supposed to be his body but it's not. Yeah. Yeah. The blending of, of
2: human and, and, and we can differentiate
0: clothes and green skin. It just doesn't look right to the human eye. Yeah. Um, I remember when it first came out, like everybody was like, Oh God. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, there is some good effect work in this while we're talking about the effects I,
2: I have to say I think the effects are actually really good you yes. know what
0: you know what shot always stands out to me when he tries to fly for the first time mm-hmm. the transition from CGI to Ryan Reynolds like at his body is is flawless yes. Yes. And it looks really surprisingly good again all the stuff on O is really good
2: yeah I, I was arguing this before we went on Mike. That a lot of the look of the film has nothing to do with the FX department. I think the FX department actually does a really great job. It has to do with the art department. That yeah. I really think that the designs are severely flawed and, and just not not that they have to be comic accurate, but that they should at least pay homage resemble to the it? comics and resemble <laughs> it a little so bit.
0: So I, I think in that vein, what happened was the art directors... Or, or and even the director probably was mm-hmm. like, this is what I want. And they made it a hundred percent with with all the right things. But unfortunately, if I draw a painting that's ugly, but I do it really well, it's still an ugly painting. Right. But it's not a it's not a downplay against my talent. So the effects guys unfortunately get a lot of the heat from this, but it's yeah. I'm there's a lot more to take into consideration. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean having especially with green green is a very tough any any solid color suit is yeah. tough to do like a uh, uh reverse flash yes reverse flash wears all yellow they didn't do that in flash and right. they they kind of mixed it with a green and a and a yeah. black oh, and yeah. it worked it works yeah. really well i mean look at sinestro at the end sinestro's uh, yellow suit is awesome, awesome when he when it changes oh, like yeah, it looks it so good it
2: doesn't make sense that it does what do you mean that as soon as he puts the fear ring on, he becomes evil.
0: Well, see, we don't know that. Fear in itself is not evil. No, it's not. He wanted to use the power but, of his enemy against him. But it's... I, again, that's why if they... Had, I don't want to get us off topic. No, no, no. Th- this is all in the <laughs> this vein is of it. topic. Because it is talking about the effects and, and character motivation. But again, that's why if you had made it so that Sinestro was a double agent the whole time, and you find out at the end, and then he's given that ring... You know. That would have been a great ending Way to better. this movie. Yeah, a thousand percent. Like, and it's such a simple. And Sinestro
2: is not as good as he's portrayed in this film. In the comics, he's, you know, in this he just comes across as like the stern mentor. Whereas in the comics, from what I understand, he's kind of like not a good guy. He never
0: was, no. He never yeah. really was. So, like, to have him as kind of the the antihero. Like, don't get me wrong. I think it also adds a lot of. It w- in, in a sequel it would have added a lot to him becoming evil but it in this movie it just it didn't make sense no.
2: there were a lot of things that didn't make sense that I I for some reason they decided to change over from the comics and like here's another one um, now don't get me wrong is it Peter Sarsgaard? yeah I, I always forget if it's Stellan or Peter or, or what's, <laughs> there's another Sarsgaard out there too yeah um, Peter Sarsgaard's character in the comics is not of, I don't. I I I'm using this word "freak" because he's portrayed as in 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 the in the movies as that, as this like really kind of outcast. Mm-hmm. He's actually not. He's actually pretty Hal Jordanish in the comics, and then he becomes weird. Yeah, uh, he's mm-hmm. actually dating um Carol in the
0: comics, and that would have been better. Yeah, and then it would have made more sense, like for him to become different after being infected with the fear. Yeah i i don't like they they try to make you feel sorry for him, and don't get me wrong there are, there are parts that i do like i i like but he's also just a he's an awkward nerd yeah, yeah. Which
2: I don't know why they went that way
0: that was a big thing in the com- in in comic book movies they yes won- like which is strange because that was their demographic
2: I, I it reminds me saying that reminds me of uh Jamie fox. Uh, in the Spider-Man yes. movie, where yeah. they, they made him out to be this like really nerdy outcast yeah. who suddenly gets power. Yeah. I, I mean, is that the the fan dream for the majority of people who watch? No, they these we want to
0: be Ryan Reynolds or Andrew Garfield in yeah. that case, yeah. that's who we want to be. So that's who everybody wants to be. Nobody like it, it's it's almost like a dig at the fan, and it would have yeah. made more sense to have you know Hector Hammond, who's this respected scientist, you know he gets picked to to do this alien autopsy, which all, all good stuff. Like again, yeah. a yeah. lot of good ideas just poorly put together. And I would and then he gets infected with this fear and he just turns it to the worst. I think that would have been a better story.
2: Speaking of poorly put together ideas, I want to go to that. Now in the beginning, um, Parallax shoots what's his name? Abinsur. sir with like fear juice mm-hmm. or something. And then um, still, Peter Sarsgaard's character in doing the autopsy is infected with that fear juice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Parallax never uses the fear juice ever again.
0: Um, he does. He does fire it at a lady, and Green Lantern does the catapult back at oh, him.
2: Are you sure that's not just the sucking out fear skeletons no, from uh, people? It,
0: uh, he sh- he fires it at a lady who's running away from him, and Ryan Reynolds dives in. Creates a catapult that bounces that throws so it back he does at it him once. He does it I, once. Or, I, that's the only time I can remember. But I, I think maybe one or it just it just times.
2: seems like it's so out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And actually, in the comic, that's not how that character how Hector gets infected. He gets infected because he's called in to uh, look at the ship, and he exposes himself to the meteor core of the ship, mm-hmm. and that's what infects him. See, which that just again, makes more sense. Another yeah.
0: another thing you could have done. Let's yeah. say. He's investigating the ship or even Avinsur himself still. You could have had a yellow a yellow lantern ring, right, that Abin Sur was entrusted with so that Parallax could never get to his full power. And that's why mm-hmm. Parallax is coming to Earth. Like just This is writing 101.
2: On a side note, I saw that Kevin Smith was involved in an early draft of this. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the story at all of him writing the Superman Lives script. Yeah. uh, Where he had a a, a Warner Brothers executive tell him that they wanted a giant spider in the third act. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if that somehow found its way to this script in the form of parallax.
0: (laughs) This is probably another example of Warner Brothers getting involved and not knowing the problem with warner brothers media is that they are run by a very old generation a very old guard and trying to get new people in and a new they need to really look at their company and and restructure you know you got your kevin feige who you know and we've talked about it at length with that what marvel does right and what what it does well
2: and it's Marvel Studios. Yeah, now, and there's no DC Studios. It's Warner Brothers Studios. And that, that was the advantage that
0: Marvel mm-hmm. went in yeah. with, where they were like, "Well, we're creating our own studio with these, you know, dozens, a dozen or so characters that we still have the rights to," and then they were bought by Disney after their formula was already perfected. Warner Brothers is known for panicking and and trying to catch up, and unfortunately, this is a great example of we they could have built something out of this universe.
2: Yeah, I, I have to say. I think, I, like I know how much I, I dump on DC a lot, and I think I might stop because I don't think the problem is DC. I think the problem is Warner
0: Brothers. Here's an example, you know, we've we've discussed at length Superman, mm-hmm. the character, one of the most difficult characters to write for. I'm watching Superman and Lois, and it is fantastic. Yeah. they nailed Superman. They nailed the the dramatic heroic personality. Mm-hmm. They nailed him failing as a father because he's still a, a guy just trying his best and then they also nailed the the question of you know where's where, where does superman's loyalties lie with his heritage or with his people or like they do a really good job with it so i don't think the problem is ever the characters it's never the characters no. i mean there's a reason that dc characters and you know i hate to say it they've outlasted marvel they like, have yes and even though Marvel characters are way more popular than they were, in more and you know, obviously in recent years they've skyrocketed. You see the Superman symbol, you know it. You see the Batman symbol, you know it. Even things like the Flash and now Wonder Woman, it, it's a really cool it'll, time. It'll
2: be interesting to see what Marvel characters are tied to a decade and which ones are timeless. Like Spider-Man is timeless.
0: Mm-hmm. I think yes. we can all
2: agree to that. But like, is Iron Man going to be a product of the, you know, the teens? Now
0: that. Robert Downey Jr. is isn't Iron Man. I don't yeah, think so, no. and I hate to say that. You know, like we'll always remember Iron Man, but there are going to be kids who. I, I'm t- I feel
1: like it's just going to be Captain America and Spider Man. Yeah, that's going to be it. The, the characters that are still going. I, yeah.
2: I, I want to read this real quick. This is um. This was a, a quote from an insider uh, when they were talking about Warner Brothers' interference. They said, one thing I feel needs mentioning. This is not Martin Campbell's cut of the film, Martin Campbell being the director, but the studios. I live in New Orleans where it was shot. I read the shooting script, all of which was painstakingly filmed with intense research and all that was left on the cutting room floor, uh, a sort of combination of what happened to Daredevil and Watchmen. Character development sacrificed for CG, scenes made irrelevant by removing their setup. The movie in the theater starts with an explanation of mythos that's made redundant by the more natural scripted questions from Hal when he gets the ring. Ten minutes of childhood Hal, Carol, and Hector that sets up Hal's first ring construct is reduced to an awkwardly placed flashback in the middle of another scene. The training with the ring is almost completely excised except for one minor scene. Most appallingly, the ending completely deletes the fact that Kilowog, Sinestro, and Tomar re arrive at the end and help Hal defeat Parallax. Not to mention Parallax was supposed to be a third-act reveal after we spend the film worried about Hammond going evil, not the main villain for the entire film.
0: I like to put on the record that I had no clue about any of that before <laughs> really? before any of my oh no. I, I distanced myself from this movie. I didn't want to know anything about this yeah, movie. Yeah. Um this is a great example of of the things like the Ayer cut and the mm-hmm. this the Snyder cut dealt with. Oh man, I was kinda on the nose. Wow. Yeah. 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 I, I you
2: you had it. Um and, In all and... honesty,
0: one of the best things they could have done to end this movie though, th- this is my same argument with Man of Steel. Establish the hero in the middle of the movie, mm-hmm. right? Establish him, mm-hmm. you know, Superman saving a plane, you know, like he did famously in the comics. Hal Jordan saved a bunch of people at a party, yeah, but nobody was like, "Oh my God, Green Lantern!" Establish your heroes midway through the movie, and then have them do something at the like. This is a perfect example of Parallax is about to kill Hal Jordan, and don't get me wrong, when he does the oath, I, that's great, that's a great scene when he's you know yes. he's holding parallax back and he starts saying the oath to, more to psych right. himself up than anything else H- have that moment be when the rest of the green lanterns land and all the people that are in the, that city rally behind green lantern i mean cuz th- that's your power of will against the power of fear and have parallax get smaller yeah like visuals Nothing makes sense. this movie has so much potential for visual storytelling but they rely too much on exposition and narration to say the same thing yes Show. This is a this is the per this movie where you can create anything out of nothing is the perfect example of show me. You don't have to you don't have to hold my hands. You know, if Parallax is building off fear, then wouldn't Will make him less powerful? But instead, no, we're gonna punch him into the sun. I think that's really (laughs) gonna resonate with people.
2: That and a giant spider. We need the giant spider. We need the giant spider. So how how do they make the fear ring?
0: They forge it out of Parallax's power. They never actually show yeah, no, it. No, they don't. But, <laughs> Again, um, they do one it,
2: of those it, things where yeah. it's no, you know, you need to show
0: it. Again, tell. that's why start the movie off with Abin because he's in a spaceship. Why does he need a spaceship? A spaceship he can fly through space. He can go through wormholes. Yeah. Have him be like, "This is my charge. This I have to protect this yellow yeah. ring, and we constantly keep it moving, because you know, Parallax it, he feeds on fear. Have his ship get attacked." You know, the yellow ring goes to Hector Hammond. You know, that that could be your reason why he turns evil. We found this alien artifact. We want you to study it. Or he finds it on the ship by accident because he's studying the ship. Whatever. And have Hal Jordan become... You can have that battle. That would have been great. And then have Parallax as a voice in Hector Hammond's head. Trying to get free. And then have, again, at the end, like. Parallax is licking his wounds on some planet, and Sinestro just drops in, Mm -hmm. and he's like, "I told you not to go there," or you know, like like that kind of reveal. This would have been great.
2: Yeah, this movie for me is, I have to say, it's one of the more enjoyable DC movies, but it's most disappointing too. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Um, because I do, I actually do have some fun watching this. There's some great moments, um, and and it's it's there are moments of where I'm actually enjoying myself. But there's so much disappointment that's going on because they so like the, the, what does it for me with this film are the smaller moments of character development, which is what is so cut out of the um, theatrical cut. Like I was showing them another deleted uh, section that's in the direct in the extended cut, which has him talking to his nephew uh, at his birthday party and talking about a perfect game that the nephew threw. And it has no bearing on the plot. But it's a character building moment yeah. where you actually start to endear yourself to these people, and they just cut that right out of the movie.
0: You know, something that really sucks is things that could have that got cut out or things that weren't included that should have been. You also have this plethora of other characters in the Green Lantern mythos. Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine if that ring had flown by somebody else. Apparently, yeah. there was an early an early idea to have the ring fly by Clark Kent which would have been hilarious yeah like you just have it fly by like the daily planet and you see like the name tag and the glasses sitting there like that yeah. would have been a, a cool moment because this was before dc wanted to use this to springboard into a cinematic universe mm-hmm. instead they they were too busy trying to springboard into a green lantern sequel that they lost out on opportunity. Or have it fly by Kyle Rayner and and John Stewart and yeah. all these other guy Gardner even. See my my thing is is if their plan was to make
1: a sequel, they should have made this more of an origin story, not 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 a labored complete origin story like you usually get where like that like there's no like action until like the very end. But at least make the first half or so some sort of origin story. And then you go into, you know, you get your introduction to your big bad, you know, Parallax or Sinatra, whoever you wanted your big bad to be in your second film, you know, because if in your head you're going, there's going to be a sequel, there's going to be a
0: sequel. Then why are you throwing all these villains at us now? Uh, see, I, that's why I like Shazam. Shazam did it a little bit better, where they had Mister Mind, the Worm. They show them yeah, when they right. first go in there, and then they show the broken cage. But also, it makes sense when they're opening all the doors and they see all these different things. Right. Like that sort of thing makes sense. It's a natural progression of of where they are at the time. Yeah. For me, like this movie, like I said, it it had this potential to create. It's it you can springboard. Look at Iron Man. They springboarded an entire... I keep saying springboard. They jump-started... Same thing. That's the same thing. <laughs> Different wording. They
2: jump-started into a springboard. Cast.
0: <laughs> but anyway. They jumped into the cinematic universe based off one character. Right. With with very subtle nods here and there to to the bigger universe. Unfortunately, you start with a character like Green Lantern, who's a universal superhero. It makes it very difficult to... It makes no sense to be contained to Earth... And that—that's the problem. You need to write. You need to have a good story as to why. Not only does Hal Jordan whine about becoming a superhero, which is one of the oldest and most agitating tropes in in comic books. That's why I like—I liked Man of Steel because Superman was more uncertain. Like, and Batman vs Superman, he was uncertain. Like, am I doing the right thing? Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? For Hal Jordan, it was just like, no, I—I'm not good enough for this. Like. It Can, made no sense with his yeah. character. Can we talk about that for a minute? It. It, yeah, it Rob's does, got thoughts. It it makes like does
2: it make sense to anybody that he is like that? Like from everything we've seen about Hal Jordan, about how arrogant and how skilled he is too. Like like there's a there's I wouldn't call it hubris because there's skill to back it up. Um, he he is rightfully arrogant. Um, it doesn't make sense that he's suddenly like I'm you chose the wrong person. I'm not good enough. Why doesn't he just like everything else, you know, stick to it, find the grit and and you know, work harder. Cuz it's not until Oa. it's
0: not until his girlfriend gets captured. Uh,
2: oh, it, come it, on, it's so yeah. Another it's lazy. It's not a superhero movie. Yeah. And
0: it's yeah, it is lazy.
2: It's and another lazy trope. There's a lot of laziness in this. Like the the narration in the beginning yeah. is, is lazy. Um the you know, having, having even just, like, lines, like, there's one in, in the deleted, in the extended cut, there's a line, and we all groaned at it from Tim Robbins, uh, where he says to little Hector, he's something like, uh, oh, he says to how, little Hal Jordan, I keep telling my son that there's books, and there's people who are books, and there's people who do things, and, you know, you need to do less with the books. And it's like,
0: uh... <laughs> Yeah. I don't know, like, this movie it's just like such simple fixes. Like here's an example. Yeah. Instead of having the party be the source of, you know, Green Lantern's big reveal, have him out on a date with with Carol Ferris. Like just something small like that, but then something big happens. Like like a plane accident. Like a plane is coming down. Right, not a giant helicopter crash. Yeah. <laughs> have it be something like that. You need wait a minute. For something like for Green Lantern, you want spectacle, but yeah. at the same time, the the reason the he was just trying to save his girlfriend. Like that—that that was so out of character for for mm-hmm. for this Hal Jordan up until yeah. that point, where you know he's he's a good person, but at the same time he's also like an arrogant jerk who would never turn away the spotlight.
2: I know you you just said this, and this is another one that's going to just confirm your thinking on the right way. This is in the comics. This is the first reveal of Hal Jordan. He saves a plane. He's saving a plane. He's saving a plane. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Because it's also, like, look at Superman Returns, a movie that's not particularly good, but everybody remembers that plane scene. It is fantastic superheroes because there's something super super power showing about a character that can catch a plane in -hmm. any way, shape, or form. Have Hal Jordan again. You can even do the same the race car thing, like yeah. which made sense in the context of the movie because you know you see him playing with it before, and you know, and and in the extended cut, I, the uh,
1: trading of the cars,
0: the trading of the cars in that extended yeah. opening scene. So he's, all right,
2: I, I could see how you piece you piece that together. I certainly didn't when I was yeah. watching it. Yeah. So in fact, it seemed the the race car
1: thing seemed random and a little bit yeah, and completely silly.
0: Yeah. Again, it, it that, still
1: does if you haven't seen the extended cut that's the yeah, issue yeah, the, with, with but it. in
0: in the regular cut they do show him after he gives his nephew the pep talk he hits the the car on yeah. the track yeah but again like that's something you could have done better or you could in keeping with him make him materialize two fighter jets to catch the plane like yeah oh, god it's just oh, this movie is like <laughs> it's it's full of such easy fixes yeah
2: it's very frustrating
0: but oh man, um, God.
2: Man. I, I, well, it makes me wonder if Martin Campbell was not the person to direct this.
0: I that that's a great yeah, the problem you're going to run into is it's like the Snyder Cut. we'll never know exactly yeah. mm-hmm. what the studio involvement was. And i it feels like it was super heavy, which is a shame.
2: Yeah, yeah, here I've got something. Uh, yeah, Ryan Reynolds and Martin Campbell clashed repeatedly on set. Um, yeah, his Reynolds performance was constantly critiqued by Campbell, who made him do many takes.
0: Oh, super helpful! <laughs> yeah, right. I know.
1: Yeah. Well, well, let's burn our actor out. Oh, oh what a sh-
0: like this movie just leaves such a bad, sh- yeah. bad taste in my mouth.
2: And, and you know, Martin Campbell, what what? I know he he did did he he did Goldeneye right?
1: Uh yes yep he did GoldenEye he did the Mask um, of Zorro I know that oh he did do Casino Royale Casino Royale I like the Mask
0: of Zorro too yeah that's a good one but yeah I don't know like this movie it it like I said it has a lot of really good ideas it just doesn't doesn't
1: doesn't go together yeah
2: yeah yeah I'm looking at cause yeah because GoldenEye was 95 and then Casino Royale was 2006 so he successfully rebooted the Bond franchise.
0: After starting the Pierce Brosnan era, right? Yeah,
2: and then he did Green Lantern shortly after that, and I guess he was—they were coming off the Casino Royale high from that. Oh yeah, even though it was five years later, but yeah,
0: this movie is is a is a mix match of a bunch of other great movie concepts. Hmm. Parallax as a villain, interesting concepts. You can do a lot with the idea of, a, of something that creates fear. A Waller and Argus. Wow, we could have made Suicide Squad out of this movie. Like, imagine if this movie had ended with, you know, the president approaching Amanda Waller, like, we need to deal with this with this superhuman threat. How do we do that? And she's like, well, I have this idea. Could have done that. Then you have the Green Lancer Corps and and all of that. Like, a, a bunch of really good ideas. But mm-hmm. again, it's like Ronnie said, they put it all together because they were too busy focusing on, well, what movie are we making next? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Just looking like, at what Martin Shambles' uh, career was after that, and he did... nothing. Yeah, there was a couple TV movies uh, there was a, a The Foreigner with Jackie Chan Ugh. Uh, he's got a movie coming out this August like they, it really was like a, a dearth of stuff after Green Lantern I think he, I I wonder if Martin Campbell just had such a bad experience with Green Lantern as well that he just kind of went you know screw it and left probably because you had
1: all these big name people on here like yeah he's not that good yeah. you know look, look at what he did to this you know and those Warner Brothers execs yeah them too right all right. Before we wrap up and give our Star City ratings for this, uh, let's talk about um, critical reception, fan reception, and you know all that good stuff that goes with it. You know, so it had a two hundred million dollar budget to make the movie. Then it had an extra hundred million in marketing and um, promotion and everything like that. And this movie did not come close to that. Made. Just shy of 220 million. So basically, the movie ended up, or in the studio ended up, losing about 80 million dollars on this movie. Yeah, this was <sighs> a big, which means big black eye. The sequel got canceled. Shocking. Yeah, right. And everything. I mean, I,
2: I, am having such a hard time because Greg Berlanti was so involved in this yes. too, and, and and to me and that's, uh, that's baffling. Guggenheim.
1: Mark, Mark Guggenheim, Mark Guggenheim. Yeah. too, you know. I mean, which did which those who did great things on the CW with all that yeah. the DC shows and everything. It's crazy to think that, you know, with the success they had with that. That I mean, granted, that was before this, but right. I mean, after. Sorry, um, but during. I mean. Critical response to this is
2: twenty six percent on yes. Tomato Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes critical I mean. consensus is noisy, overproduced, and thinly written. It squanders an impressive budget and decades of comic mythology.
1: Yeah, CinemaScore, right? Aud- this is audiences, right? Pulled by CinemaScore, gave it a aver- a averaged it to a B. <laughs> so from an a A plus to a F scale, like you would get in school, it averaged a B. Which, which, as much as I am a Green Lantern fan, I don't agree with that. I mean, Meta- Metacritic has it at 39. 39. Yeah, 39 out of 100. So, I mean, it, it, it's weird. It seems like your critics hated the movie. I, I think it's safe to say. And I feel like your fans kind of enjoyed it, you know? So, it, it, it is definitely one of those movies, I feel like, just like you have with all superhero movies, the critics hate it, and the audience and fans love it. But I'm hard pressed to you know find a, I mean?
2: an audience member that actually did love it.
1: Yeah, I, I don't I get how it. they got to be. I think just because of hypeness and or something. I don't. I don't know why or planned, how. I don't, I wanna Their plans. Yeah. Right. Like who? What was this audience that CinemaScore polled for? I you know. know, like was it like three people and someone gave it. A, a plus. Someone gave it an F. Some of it might <laughs> you know? be
2: just for Ryan Reynolds' goodwill. Yeah. Like he and and I I really 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 want to stress that that Ryan Reynolds has a tremendous amount of goodwill behind him. Mm-hmm. Like I just I just watched a, a um video yesterday of him doing uh, mixed drinks on YouTube and it yeah. was like so enjoyable. Yeah. Oh, uh, the vasectomy. Yeah, the vasectomy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he he
1: he also had this thing on uh Snapchat. He had this, like, show where he would video, like, a Zoom kind of with, like, these, like, random people. And one of them was painting tiny furniture and stuff like that. Like, like how to do, like, ice sculpturing and different things like that. And it's like, what can this guy not do?
2: I, he can't make a bad movie good. That's what he can't do. <laughs> like, I, I will tell you, I was hard-pressed on this that um I went through and I was trying to find... A good Ryan Reynolds movie, yeah. like one that that actually is you know critically good and and also is is you mm-hmm. know re- resonates with the audience. And other than Deadpool, The
0: Proposal, Good the Proposal,
2: look. Proposal was still not very good with critics. Really, really? yeah. 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 I,
1: I enjoy that movie. Well, we also like Just Friends. Yeah. That and was another one that was not
2: high. Like like yeah, the proposal I'm looking at IMDB is a 6.7 right now
1: and
0: I don't go by IMDB because they no. go by the user reviews.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, that like I can make an IMDB I mean, profile. Here you go. Ron, Rotten
1: Tomatoes gave the proposal 44%, Metacritic was 48. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. I mean, but it's funny. I'm like Betty White. Ryan Reynolds like Also, I find
0: geniuses very much like the Academy Awards. Movie reviews are not necessarily reflective of the movie itself. The Academy Awards is a very dated, dated process and study. Mm. Movies like it it took forever for Black Panther and and, uh, The Dark Knight to even get like looks, but we have movies like Suicide Squad getting best something, best like costumes or whatever they got. Yeah. Yeah. So unfortunately, like uh, especially movie reviews in a world where anybody can do a movie review it's it's a very interesting and different concept nowadays you know you, mm-hmm. you had Siskel and ebert giving two thumbs up or two thumbs down that used to be the extent of movie reviews oh, yeah. and now now anybody with a with a can do attitude and a podcast <laughs> and,
2: and an internet connection but I, no i'm look i've been looking through his his imdb list and i can't find really anything that was like wow that was a great movie I, there's one and this is more of a personal choice it's um, a movie called Mississippi Grind okay um, it's him and um, oh no I can't find it <laughs> and I, I, I here it is uh, I loved this film he and uh, um, Ben Mendelsohn play down on their luck gamblers uh, I and it's it it didn't get terribly high ratings and a lot of critical attention, but it just there was something about the two of them, and it wasn't what you would think. You would think it would be this like really high concept, mm-hmm. high comedy, buddy comedy, and it's not. It's actually kind of kind of subtle, and and like they're really down on their luck. And, and I, I would encourage you to watch that, but there is not. Oh, I got of...
0: one. I got a positive reviewed Ryan Reynolds movie. All right, buried. Mm. Okay, buried has an eighty-seven percent approval That's, rating on accurate, Rotten Tomatoes. Right.
2: That was one of the few that I was like, "This, the, that might be," but yeah, Ryan Reynolds, uh, he sticks. Him, I don't know if he sticks himself in a lot of crap, or if his his you know casting agent isn't very good, or or if studios just don't know what to do with him. Um,
0: Detective Pikachu. <laughs> hey it got it got that's good he's
2: a voice on that one he's, he only shows up at the very end
0: I think I think sir that you did not specify so yeah, there's that
1: kind of a point there
0: where's his Wikipedia doesn't have his filmography that's very
1: strange no you gotta go to a separate page for them I know I mean I you have Van, Van Wilder oh here it
0: is Van that's Wilder it, as, as much as we like Van Wilder <laughs> is definitely no no I know uh, some other not Blade great. Trinity yeah oh you get out of here (laughs) i keep forgetting he was in ted and a million ways to die in the west so good
2: no no (laughs) ted's a great movie i love ted i I, I hate ted i
0: I like definitely maybe that's that's a a decent movie romantic comedy smoking aces smoking aces wow smoking aces
2: is i love that movie uh, there's it's too derivative of a lot of other stuff you're year derivative. You don't even know what that word means.
0: Did you guys see The Hitman's Bodyguard?
2: They got the sequel coming out. No. Mm-hmm. It didn't look like the, something I Adventureland. Oh
0: god, he was in Hobbs and Shaw. I totally forgot. Yeah. 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 Like again,
2: there's nothing that stands out of like, wow, that, like I don't think there's a single Academy Award nomination amongst all of these films.
0: Of course <laughs> not. Come
2: on. Nah.
1: Come on. He's too good for that.
2: Oh, here's <laughs> one. He was in Woman in Gold. I forgot about that. Huh. Now, so, yeah. that yeah, I've heard but,
0: is actually alright
1: so why don't we wrap
0: it up here uh, let's give our Star City ratings Paul Um, I am going to I'm going to give this movie a 2 um, it is a below average film with the the markings of greatness which makes it like even harder for me like there there are some like Rob said there are some scenes that are very enjoyable in this movie and there are some great effect shots in this movie despite like Everybody always crapping on the effects department um, for this movie. But like I said, overall, potential does not equate to a good movie. Like wanting to see more, there are two ways you want to see more. Either A, because the movie wasn't that good and you wanted to see more of something. Mm -hmm. Or B, it's really good and you want a sequel. Those those are your two I want to see more or I want more from this movie. And one's good, one's not. And unfortunately, this movie falls into the not- for that, so for me, this movie is a two. It's saved by Ryan Reynolds. It's saved by Mark Strong. It's saved by some some very powerful scenes. Um, but overall, it just it did not stick the landing for me. Much like his father's plane. Too soon? Was that rough?
1: Rob, <laughs> what are your
2: thoughts and so your as score? you anticipated? Yes, I'm going to have two different ratings. <laughs> <laughs> um, for the. Extended cut, I will give it two and a half stars, because there is some real warmth to the characters that's conveyed in those moments Mm -hmm. of uh, him as a child, as him with his nephew. Um... There's some good character arcs and, and character development. I don't like the character arc and where it goes at times with him getting
0: all, Ooh, I, why did
2: I get this and I quit?
0: I never wanted uh, yeah, it. Yeah,
2: I hate that, but at least there's an arc. Um, one thing I have to say, and this is going to sound weird, I'm glad this movie is as long as it is. Because too often studios will cut things down to an hour and a half, and it's it's like they'll cut it down to its bare bones. Suicide Squad, Um, yeah, Yeah. like Suicide Squad, Uh, like like last week's Sin City Dame to Kill for, which was cut down to like nothingness. Yeah, Um, and at least with this, they kept a lot of the scenes. Like WB could have made more of a massacre with this, and they didn't. However, with the theatrical cut, I got to give it two stars because it's just so wrong-headed in so many ways, in so many places, Um, and it it just there's so many things that are are boneheaded uh, Mm -hmm. choices made throughout the film in terms of the art department and in terms of the scripting.
1: Ronald, Um, I think we're all in a consensus with the two. Um, I mean, again, there there there's so much good with this movie but not enough to take away the fact that whether you want to say it was the effects the art whatever you want i i think it's the suit that knocks it so far down (laughs) to be honest with you i mean like it it the concept of the suit the concept of parallax and how both of those things look just like bring this movie down so hard um And again, with him being a little whiny baby about having his powers and all this kind of stuff and everything, Um, but I feel like if you put anyone else in 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 his shoes, I I think this movie would go down to like a below a two. I to be honest with you, I think the cast is what kind of picks this movie up from being like horrendous. Um, All right, here's a
2: question for you. Here's an answer for you. Um, if you've got a few televisions in front of you, and one of them's playing Green Lantern, and let's say another one is playing Man of Steel, where do you look? Green Lantern. Yeah, that's. I felt that way too.
1: And Paul is shocked. <laughs> now, Paul here's, is leaving. Here, what's your now, reason? So, so this is my thing. And on, then I'll on. give mine. Yes. Go ahead. So this is my thing. Man of Steel, better movie. Yes, it is a better movie. However, I feel like Green Lantern's just a little bit more enjoyable than Man of Steel is. Yep.
2: Green Lantern... A
1: little bit. Not saying, like, dramatically so much. At least Green
2: Lantern doesn't take itself too seriously. Like, Man of Steel is just, like... This is serious stuff, and and we need to re look internally and.
0: If this was Marvel, hey, they I, would be doing quips I instead. am,
2: <laughs> I am talking about how much more I enjoy Green Lantern, which is a DC movie. Thank you. <laughs> yes, oh. I would absolutely look at D, at Green Lantern over this because at least that's got some movie, moments where I'm like, oh wait, 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 this is a good move, yeah. move you know, moment right here.
1: And, and just to see like all like the like like the powers and things he makes out of the power of the ring and everything like that is just so cool a racetrack well, not all of it works no
0: a were, sword i will say this yeah same, some of the oh, things you know the effects of it. i do have a question about effects this i remember years and years ago when this movie first came out the first trailer and they showed this scene in the trailer do you think that when he made a flamethrower that the flames should have been green or they were fine the way they were Oh, were they not green? They were not. They were not. No, they should have been green. Okay, so you say green? Ah, yeah. uh, that's a tough one. That was in the trailer, and it wasn't in oh, the yeah. movie. They, it was in the movie. Where? Yeah. Uh it's when he's fighting Hector Hammond. Uh, in the in the very first. Not green? They're not green. Oh, I didn't even no. notice.
1: Yeah, no, I, they should be. I think. I, I feel like it should be green because why? If everything else that he
0: makes is green, why is this? So I argue because. He's not making the projectile. I think in this he was actually using the tanks behind him and like attaching the flamethrower uh, to him. Okay, fair. But enough. But I remember, I remember that was like a big internet debate at the time. Was should his fire be green? I was like, I didn't really think about it in that term because I thought he was using the fire from an right. outside source and just channeling it. All right, If that's the case, then yeah. now here, same same scene. Okay. He throws like Hector Hammond throws like flaming hot steel at somebody and he ryan reynolds just kind of deflects it back with no green whatsoever it's the weirdest in a movie full of weird scenes this is the weirdest scene where he throws it back at hector hammond and he's like ah that's hot and nothing (laughs) happens but there's no green no nothing he literally just like pops in he just throws it back yeah very strange scene all right also his uh spider man his spider sense that he has in this movie sometimes (laughs) The oh. ring can detect when you're in danger and his yes. eyes will yeah. turn green. Apparently,
2: the ring also can detect where Hector Hammond is. At all times. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like he just shows up all of a sudden. Well, like, he
0: materialized need... a GPS signal in uh, Blake Lively. So, wherever yeah. she goes. All right. Apparently, so think that's still sticking with that's Blake That's going Lively. to wrap us up
1: for tonight. Before we go, we do have our fan feedback Friday. Do we? Yeah, we do. Yes, we do. Right? All right.
0: So Fan Feedback Friday was uh, choose one mask to wear and you gain all the abilities from the character who wears it. So uh, I believe it was 12 choices.
2: Mm-hmm. We ha- which before you even get into the the one in the top right corner, which one? Who is that?
0: That was Maximus from uh, Gladiator. Yeah, I thought Oh, that, I, yeah. I didn't get that. Okay. I didn't make this. No, no, no. no I know. So it was Batman, Black Panther, the Green Power Ranger, Maximus from Gladiator, Darth Vader, the Mask, um, which Melanie did not know was the Mask. She forgot it was the the standard version of the Mask. Uh, Deadpool, V for Vendetta, Spawn, Magneto, the Mandalorian, and Venom. So let's see. I am going to go through these right now. We had a lot of comments. Yeah. Oh, my Lance. Whoopsie. A couple of repeats, too a couple of the constant ones let's see uh, Deadpool was uh, just so he can break the fourth wall oh yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. absolutely you know, uh, that is really something Rob would say yes yeah. he would yes it
0: is <laughs> um, my, I actually really enjoyed this so if I pick Batman does that mean I become rich from our friend Brendan from uh, <laughs> yeah. Blind Bat 87 <laughs> uh, we had Deadpool or Darth Vader I wonder who that was that was me everyone that was me depends on if you get the drawbacks as well not a lot of these had drawbacks uh, we had the mask
2: Oh, if you, if you get the Batman, you have to be all gloomy.
0: Your parents died. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, Deadpool. Let's see. Oh, we did have a V for Vendetta. Yeah. Yeah, very nice. Oh, yeah. And then the Mandalorian. I mean, it's a, that's, this was a fun one. Yeah. Yeah, I see me personally.
1: But see, but see, I'm confused, though, because it, it Venom isn't a
0: mask. I would argue it is. I mean, it's part of the costume, just like Spawn. Well,
2: not a mask in the traditional pull-it-over-your-head kind of sense, but it is a covering for him, isn't it?
1: Yeah. No. Mm. It's a symbiote. You're a symbiote. I'm
0: just saying. I've just been stuck I with text. you for so many years. <laughs> At least the other ones are like you could take off, you know? Well, Spawn, you can't. Spawn is yeah. a, is a, is a yeah. suit. Um, and Magneto. Next, Ronnie's going to be like, well, Magneto's a helmet. Should we That really protects manage? him.
2: That doesn't yeah. give him powers.
0: That's yeah. true, too, though. Oh
2: nice question
0: <laughs> just for funsies yeah. I, know,
1: I think Darth, like Darth Vader imagine being able to use the force
0: I don't have to I you would
1: be do. able to destroy every single person on that list except, I, except I disagree Deadpool. Oh, except for the mask
2: there's actually a comic Deadpool mm. it's a three series comic called Deadpool Kills the Universe Yeah, they, and, and there's one and I, I own it I, I, and there's one the second one is he kills all the literary characters that exist so he's mm-hmm. like on the cover of it he's riding Moby Dick <laughs> <laughs> it's hysterical Remind yeah.
0: me to send you to the death battle between the mask and Deadpool okay it's really good All right, and it, it destroys the fourth wall completely <laughs> yeah but yeah, all so, right.
1: but that's gonna wrap us up for today uh, Paul how can everyone get in touch with us uh, prefer- preferably not shoulder. physically but you made physical. that joke every single time I know but anyways <laughs> stop asking me that just say our name real loud three <laughs> times
0: but anyway and and click your in the mirror <laughs> with the lights on uh, uh, weirdest slumber party ever but anyway instead of doing Bloody Mary they're all in there multiverse fancast multiverse <laughs> we pop up boo it's just but it's just Sean oh that's cinematic adventures uh, dang it I'm the wrong guy oh man <laughs> but yeah speaking I wanted of which, the
2: good looking one
0: Do we have one? (laughs) Producer Melanie? Maze? Maze who I had to kick out of the studio because he was playing with every single wire and Rob's feet <laughs> but anyway so uh, if you guys want to get in touch with us and interact with us you can always find us on Facebook at the Multiverse Fancast or at the Misfit Faction there we post all of our fan feedback Friday questions we will uh, see our latest episodes we'll have uh, highlights and uh, sneak peeks of what we're going to be doing for the next episode so that way you guys kind of have an idea of where we're going you can also find us on any podcast listening uh, service Podbean is our main one you also have us on Apple Podcasts which comes with every iPhone in case you guys didn't know yep. so if you have an iPhone uh, you can always find us immediately there uh, every like comment and subscribe that we get really helps us out and helps us grow the network where we've been having a really nice uh, steady increase in listeners and that's been a lot of fun for us and a lot more fan interaction you can also find us on uh, Stitcher on iHeartRadio Pandora uh, Alexa you can even say to your Alexa to play the Multiverse Ooh. fancast and it actually will Hopefully I don't have an Alexa cause I'm terrified of it, but um, you could also find us on uh, YouTube at the Misfit Faction media network. There all of our podcast audio is uploaded as well as a couple of extra bonus episodes. We're hoping to do some more over the summer just with scheduling. It's been a little tough for us to sit down and do uh, some extra content. You'll also find us on uh, Instagram, the Misfit Faction with there. You'll find uh, not only links to all of our episodes, but also memes and just fun posts and uh, links to our advertisers at rep sports, Uh, particularly raise Energy, so make sure uh, you guys follow, like, comment, share, subscribe, tell your friends.
2: And by the time this episode goes live, there should be a Loki Episode 1 review.
0: Yes, on our website, themisfitfaction.com. Again, also, you can find all of our content there. You can find more about us, the creators, uh, pictures, biographies, past articles. I know Rob did an entire series on uh, Falcon 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 and the Winter Winter Soldier. Soldier. So you'll find that there, uh, as well as archives to all of our previous episodes. Nice. so
1: thank you all for listening I'm Ronnie and I'm Paul and I'm Rob and we'll be back in a flash smorgasbord see ya
0: bye